to Destiny comes a new podcast. Three guardians who will guide you to glory, honor, and... Yeah, nah. Not that kind of podcast. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why my dad sucks at the Crucible. Here we go. A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Greetings, warlocks, hunters, titans, and all the ships at sea. This is T. Morris. And this is Nick Kelly. GuardianCon 2017 is coming to Tampa, Florida. Go Bolts! Running from June 30th to July 1st, but things have already kicked off with a special charity drive happening right now on Twitch.tv. The goal is to raise a million dollars for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and we want to do our part. Go to bit.ly slash hhftt dash gc2017 and make your donation today. Every little bit, $1, $5, or digging deeper for more will make a difference. And for Happy Hour from the Tower listeners, go on and make a donation. In the comments field, write from the listeners of Happy Hour from the Tower for the little lights, and then send us a screenshot. We will enter your name in a drawing for something from our vault of geeky goodies. Make your donation before June 29th, as that's when this GuardianCon fundraiser comes to a close. So eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up for the little lights out there. Give to GuardianCon today. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Graves in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 81 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Liam O'Rourke from the Comic Box. How you doing, Liam? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Joe? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, very excited to have you on today. Well, thank you much. Uh, before we get too far in, I wanted to give my audience a chance to learn who you are if they haven't been listening to the comic box as of late. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am a geeky adult male. Uh, I very much enjoy Star Wars, uh, video games. Uh, I'm a movie fan, so I enjoy good and bad movies. Uh, and I've been a collector for many years of various things, like uh, action figures, comic books, uh, collectible card games, baseball cards, all sorts of stuff. That's awesome. Uh, do you have an area of geekitude that you are particularly proficient in that is just kind of your area or where your collections tend to kind of well, surround right themselves now, with? I'm currently... Uh, collecting the Funko uh, Pop vinyl figures. That's the, the main focus of my collection these days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not a 
super diehard, know all the ins and outs, every single thing kind of collector, but I'm definitely a express my uh, own geeky interests through the things that I collect kind of collector. So uh, I like uh, a lot of the Batman pops and, you know, pops for various movies that I enjoy. Uh, and of course, Star Wars. Star Wars is like my number one geeky facet. <laughs> it's it's your go-to geekdom, huh? It really is, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. How have you been enjoying the uh, revitalization of the uh, franchise? I've been enjoying it. You know, not everybody's huge uh, when it comes to the, the new one, the uh, Force Awakens, but I personally enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everybody was down with, you know, Harrison Ford uh, exiting the series, but I felt like it was a an understandable situation that uh, he didn't want to continue and that his character's death meant something. So I was I was very satisfied by that movie. Yeah, I think I felt the same way when, you know, we, we all, it was never a secret that Harrison Ford hated Han Solo as a character. Yeah. So for um for him to be willing to come back on that terms of okay but you know that that's it. Yeah. I think I think they handled it pretty pretty well. Yeah. And the um Rogue One, that one was a lot of fun also. Yeah, it was a completely different creature than yeah. I think we're used to with the franchise. So it's kind of neat that it was um I don't know, just a different creature altogether and i think it opened the door for them to play a little bit i just hope they actually take advantage of that i think they are kind of right on the edge of deciding whether they're willing to be experimental or not with their their movies yeah so yeah it would be nice to see something besides just uh you know a rehash of everything we've seen before um Mm -hmm. you know it, it definitely felt like within the force awakens that they were showing us some of what we really wanted to see just from the original trilogy. So it, it felt like they were doing a little bit of a service to that uh, original trilogy and just showing us, like, listen, this isn't going to be the prequel movies trilogy. It's not going to be all polished and shiny and, you know, wonderful looking. It's going to be the, the dirty Star Wars universe that we all, you know, used to know and love. So, yeah, uh, it would be nice to see if they would... uh you know, now that they've kind of established that, to kind of push off in another direction. Yeah, and and I hope they go far with it. We'll we'll see if they're if they're going to take the this franchise can't lose, so we can't take risks um, strategy, or if they're just kind of getting kind of the fan service out of the way before they can move on to more interesting things. Exactly. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun journey at the very least. It will be. Yeah. Do you have any areas where your geekitude is is kind of on the lower side? You kind of exit the conversation when people start talking about it. Um, <clears throat> I am not a fan of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I don't really give a crap about Doctor Who. So, um, fortunately, I'm not a fan with or uh, not not friends with a lot of other fans of Doctor Who. So I don't have to, you know, sit there and bide my time while they talk about it. But right. I, I do have a couple of Whovian friends, but uh, we just tend to talk about things like Star Wars that we can kind of find the common ground with. Yeah, I think I think 
Doctor Who is one of those things that you're either a huge fan of or not a fan at all of. I don't I don't know. There's I've met too many people that are kind of middle ground with uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. I apologize if you hear like Army of Darkness sounds in the background. Where um, I live in Palm Springs, and one of our defining features is our palm trees, which every summer need to be trimmed, and so they are trimming trees right outside my window. <laughs> so if you oh. sound, if it sounds <laughs> like chainsaws are are running, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> Well, very good. Well, we've talked about how uh, Star Wars is your favorite fandom. Do you have any others that kind of pop to mind as, as kind of the um, other big name things for you? Well, as you know, I do uh, my own uh, comic book based podcast with my buddy Rob. So yes, um, I'm oftentimes there for the flavor commentary. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, my my comic book knowledge doesn't run as current as some of his does, but I grew up with comic books. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a geek of all trades. I mean, I, I love Harry Potter. I love comic books. I love, you know, sci-fi, um, Blade Runner. That's my favorite movie. Nice. Um, you know, Star Wars. I, I'm Star Trek to a lesser degree. So yeah, I, I, I kind of just, appreciate all aspects of geekery other than doctor who <laughs> <laughs> is there a, an area of that or is there something out there that not a lot of people know about that you commonly are saying no dude you have to try this out you know there are like comic book um franchises or there are like graphic novels that i've read things like that that uh i like to tell people to jump in on um or people who haven't read the book that Blade Runner is based off of, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I like mm-hmm. to recommend that. Um, but yeah, I, I I'd, I'd like to say that you know that sort of thing is kind of my bag, baby. Um, I I definitely like uh, Dune. That's not uh, as much of a huge group of of geeks as it used to be. Um, but yeah, Dune is, is a lot of fun. The, the movie, the TV series, the book, of course, um, the book series, but yeah, I'm, do you, you recommend the book series? Because I've been doing a lot of audiobooks lately and, uh, and I'm always looking for, for something fun. And I know that a lot of people talk about how Dune is one of those kind of game changers for sci-fi that it really kind of set a lot of standards as far as what you can do with science fiction realms. Yeah. Um, I personally have only read the first Dune book, um, but I have friends who have also read, you know, all of them. Um, and they have recommended to me, certainly the second and third ones. I've been told there's a few here and there that are not necessarily as strong of a book but mm-hmm. yeah overall people say that the, the series it, it still holds up even though frank herbert didn't write every single one of the books by himself uh it was like a collaboration between him and his son so um yeah i i would definitely recommend dune i i personally plan to check out some of the ones you know beyond the original dune series um, I'm, I'm sort of familiar with some of the story from, 
the Children of Dune uh, mm-hmm. series that they did and such like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the book is always better. So I would, I'm definitely going to go back and check those out myself. That's awesome. Well, very cool. And uh, what's what's going on with the comic box right now? How are, How's everything going with that? Uh, you know, we just recorded a couple nights ago. Uh, things are going well. Rob is definitely uh, always finding something else for me to read. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good time. We uh, just did some some stuff about um, the upcoming uh, uh, Thor movie. Okay. And uh, yeah. So we should uh, have another episode dropping this week. Yeah, my my last couple of uh, the last two weeks, I've been doing a lot of work at school. We we got out of the kids had finished on the twelfth, but the rest of us had to be there until yesterday, and um, and so I, I've fallen a little behind on my Geek to Geek Network podcasts, but we'll be catching up with those this week now that I have some time off and can just kind of chill and relax and enjoy the conversations. So looking yeah. forward to that. Well, very cool. Well, thank you for giving us kind of an insight into you so we uh, we know who we're talking to. Uh, we're going to move on to our weekly geekery, which you guys are very familiar with over on the, the comic box. Um, this past week, uh, I had uh, one of my absolute geekiest friends over to hang out over the Father's Day weekend, my friend Rob. My friend Rob. Lots of Robs in our uh, in our circle. Um <laughs> And I made the brilliant decision to go swimming with my iPhone 6. Ooh. Yeah, and those who are are keeping score know that the iPhone doesn't become water-resistant until 7. So so that was a very expensive little swim. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that would be. Hopefully you got some beautiful shots of the pool. (laughs) <laughs> yes um it was it was just one of those things we have we have a, a seven and a half month old puppy and we're trying to get him used to the pool so if he falls in he can swim out and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and uh, i was so focused on getting him situated that just forgot it was in my pocket and there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> but um my husband and I watched Planet Earth 2. I don't know if you've ever watched the Planet Earth series. The original, yes, but I have not seen the new one yet. I I am constantly amazed. I don't know if we have any, any photography or film buffs uh, out there, but I am constantly amazed at how they can get some of these shots. Like, yes. They're just incredible. And clearly, sometimes they have to wait, you know, 100 hours to get that one shot. You know, right, the, right. The Bird of Paradise in the original. It's mm-hmm. like the guy in the blind for a hundred hours just trying to get the mating dance, and he has a song stuck in his head the whole time, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, I love the fact that they do kind of like a, a an extra episode at the end that just talks about the process. And yeah. they they said in um, Africa, all the animals kept destroying their cameras, like <laughs> bears and tigers and elephants. They would just go over and say, well, this isn't supposed to be here. Knocked it over. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> so uh, it's it's quite the lifestyle. I'm I'm very, very impressed by. Uh, oh, yeah, there's by, a lot of dedication to it. 
It's yeah. not just like show up, take a couple of pictures, and leave. No. No, you have to have a lot of patience. A lot yeah. of patience. And backup equipment. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Um, so we've been doing that. Uh, we've been watching The Handmaiden's Tale. I don't know if, if you've seen that. Uh, or The Handmaid's Tale. Um, don't know if you've seen that. but I have not. L- little disturbing. little disturbing. Um, trying to get through that. But uh, very well acted and produced. And then um, the big thing is, is I heard on your cast uh, quite a bit about Hoopla. Mm-hmm. And I know Rob uses Hoopla quite a bit for um, getting his comics and, and such. And so I went out this week and got renewed my, my library card and, and signed up for Hoopla. And I've been audiobooking it and, and looking forward to, to getting some comic books to read over the summer. So that's kind of been what I've been working on. The, the last couple of weeks have been very busy with getting the, the school year closed. So, mm-hmm. so that was my week in Geekery. How about you? What did you get to do this week? You know, um, I have never seen the second, third, or fourth of the Jurassic Park movies. And my girlfriend is a big fan of dinosaurs. Uh, so she had, of course, seen all of them many times. Uh, so she sat me down and we watched the second, third, and fourth of those movies. Um, and I actually enjoyed them. I, you know, uh, Jurassic uh, Park, The Lost World was maybe not as good as, uh, the third one, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, they're big dinosaur movies and that's always kind of fun to get to see. Um. Didn't care so much for the uh, Jurassic World movie, though. I, I thought that one was definitely the weakest of the four so far. Um, I, it's been so long since I've seen the second and third. Uh, what was it about it that kind of didn't do it for you? Um, well, you know, the second one was a little bit off the rails. You know, it, it, the 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 first one was a very well established you know film. The mm-hmm. third one, I think, did a pretty good job of sort of relating in tone to that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course they brought back some of those characters from the first one, which, you know, helped make it feel that way. But, uh, I think the Jurassic world one suffered a little bit from the, well, a, from the inclusion of Bryce Dallas Howard, because I think she is just awful. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think the undercutting a lot of the serious moments with a joke, um, mm-hmm was a little bit too prevalent in this movie. Like there, there wasn't a whole lot of humor in the previous movies, you know, I mean like the lawyer getting eaten when he's in the outhouse, you know, that's kind of a humorous moment, but it's not like a jokey joke, you know? Um, and I like Chris Pratt, Pratt, but I just didn't think he was really necessarily the guy for this movie. Um, uh, he's great as Andy on Parks and Rec, and I'm sure that there are many movies that he would fit right into. Uh, he's mm-hmm. great as Star Lord, but yeah, I just didn't really didn't really feel it in this one. You know, I just didn't think his particular uh, sort of style really fits the sort of tone of the other movies. Um, and of course, Bryce Dallas Howard didn't give him anything to help, you know, help act out of that box. So, right, absolutely, yeah, 
Yeah, I can definitely see all that. I can definitely see all that. It's um, uh, he he is definitely a comedian. They they tried to play to his strengths, and maybe that wasn't necessarily the tone that was yeah. best appropriate for the movie. I can definitely see that. Well, but it's cool. Anything else you've been working on? Um, not so much. I'm I'm right in the middle of uh, getting a move going. Uh, so I'll be moving next week. So. I haven't been uh, collecting as as much, so my my pop vinyls I haven't been buying quite as much of the last month or so in preparation, because uh, I know anything I buy now I'm just going to have to move in a week. So, yeah, and that's quite the collection to move. So yes, it is. Yes, we'll it is. We'll definitely be talking to the about that in a in a few, but. Uh, well, very good. Is it a uh, is it a move you're looking for? Well, moving is never fun, but at least you're moving to a place that you're you're excited about, or yeah. Um, one of my uh, coworkers, who's a buddy of mine, is also a uh, little bit of a landlord, so he has a an opening in one of his buildings, and uh, so it'll be five minutes from work. It'll be a reduction in the rent that I'm paying. So yeah, it, it should be a good move. That's awesome. Sounds good all the way around. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, that's been our our weekly geekery, and uh, we're going to take a quick break where we're going to listen about other shows on the uh, on the network, including yours, and uh, and then we're going to come back and uh, talk about that collection of yours and collecting in general. Woo woo. And we'll be <laughs> we'll be right back. Ba, 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 ba. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of the Comic Box, part of the Geek to Geek Podcast Network. So join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek Podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. And today's episode, we are talking all about collecting. Um, a couple of months ago, I got in contact with you because on, on Rob's recommendation, because I was buying pop vinyl figures for my office. We just redid our office, and I wanted to get the uh, Scooby-Doo pop figures. And I didn't know if I was allowed to open them or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, so Liam, uh, wh- what am I doing here? And so we, we got started talking about collecting, and I think there are a lot of people out there that are, are curious about collecting and want to know kind of what the, uh, not necessarily rules, but kind of um, expectations are in, yeah. in collecting. So, so let's start with Pop Vinyl. Um, how big is your collection at this point? Well... Fortunately, there is a website that allows you to sort of plug in all your purchases and track your collection. It's uh, the the Pop Price Guide. So I have pretty much my whole collection popped in here, and it's not simply the Pop Vinyl figures. It also includes um, other Funko brand products, um, mm-hmm. 
So they have some other miniature-sized figures. There's another line of figures called Dorbs. Uh, there's also a few figures for, like, Fallout or Firefly or whatever that, you know, same company. So all of those pieces, um, you know, they all come from Funko. So all of those uh, fall within this particular website. So tracking my collection through this particular website, I have approximately 319 items in my collection. Nice. Uh, nice. Now, some of those are, you know, minifigures like the Game of Thrones miniature figures or some of the Fallout miniature figures. Um, but uh, I would say a solid probably 250 of those, 2 to 250 of those is probably all just the, the pop finals, uh, most of which I keep in, in the box. That's awesome. Now, what what first drew you to the pop vinyl figures? Because um, well, you're not you're not the only one. There's there's it's quite the booming industry right now. Yeah, I, I I admit I sort of jumped on the bandwagon a bit late by some people's standards. Um, what originally drew me to them was actually uh, Rob. It was his fault. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob and some of our, our other friends got together and threw in and bought me um, the Robot Devil from Futurama. Okay. And that was uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, not only from Futurama, but just from, you know, sort of TV in general, you know. Uh, they they knew that I loved that particular character. and So they, they bought it for me and... Well, it's kind of one of those things, you know, when you get one of something, you're like, you know, what would look good with that one, another one <laughs> like that. So, uh, <laughs> I also, uh, subscribed to, um, Loot Crate for a while mm -hmm. and, uh, they have, you know, various, uh, sponsorship deals with different companies. So, uh, Funko every once in a while will put out a pop vinyl figure that is exclusive to the loot crate. Um, so I, I just happened to get one of those, you know, through the, uh, the loot crate. And, uh, it was like a, you know, a Batman figure, but he is dressed like the Joker, uh, oh, nice. you know, with like his coloring is all Joker coloring. So, yeah, it, just those two, you know, they sat on my shelf for a little while. And um, coincidentally, I, you know, I, I, when I moved into the apartment that I'm in, you know, I wanted to start expanding some of my collection again. So uh, one of the things I wanted to buy was something that was representative of uh, Watchmen. Because, uh, you know, I like having a collection that sort of uh, represents the things that I enjoy. Um and so I wanted to, to get something that expressed my uh, fandom for Watchmen, which is one of my absolute favorite graphic novels of all time. Um, I mean, no surprise there, you know. <laughs> but uh, I so I bought the Dr. Manhattan pop. Well, I got, you know, him used or him loose on Amazon. And I think I only paid like 10 bucks for him or something like that. Um but, you know, out of the box and everything, so I wasn't, you know, too concerned with it. Well, then, a couple of years later now, that particular pop is actually my most valuable one that I own. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Cause even though it, it's not in the box. Even though, yeah. Um, 
it kind of spiked as far as its um, its value, I guess. So, uh, in the pop price guide, you know, they give you like a top ten as far as which ones you own that are the most valuable. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so he's right at the top of my list currently. Um, now, of course, this is collecting. It's all just a rough estimate. So it uh, a figure is never worth more than what you're able to get somebody to pay for it, you know? Right, right. Um, so grain of salt with all of this. But, uh, yeah, the Dr. Manhattan figure is like 65 bucks uh, as it's listed on the pop price guide currently. So paying 10 bucks for it and having it worth that is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, 600% uh, increase, it's, it's pretty pretty strong. Yeah. And uh, I'm also a fan of the show Vikings, which I don't know if you've ever uh, had a chance to witness, but that's a fun show. And they also do have a line of pops, and I have a few of those. And those are also in my uh, top ten. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I haven't started Vikings, but I think it's on my short list of stuff I'm going to try and binge this summer. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that I need to catch up on, and I've yeah. just been really bad about it. It's hard during the school year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just had some random interest in it. You know, I was like, ah, I'd seen some commercials here and there over it. I have a vague interest in the Viking culture. Uh, and then a few months ago, my buddy and I were hanging out looking for the next show for us to watch because we kind of like to go through shows together that mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um so like I was like, hey, how about this? I just kind of threw it on for a few minutes while he was like cleaning up the kitchen after we all did dinner, and uh, we ended up watching like four episodes that night. And nice. now we're like totally current with the series, current, you know, at the moment. So yeah, cool. When's the next uh, season start? Uh, you know, I'd have to look that up to be able to to give that to you. Um, yeah, they'll have to wait a little while for season five, but yeah, that that's the next one. So well, that's that's not so bad because um, you know for those of us who do want to catch up, you know, yeah, that'll be, that'll be an advantage. Well, very cool. Well, okay, so you you've started kind of just collecting based on your your interests and and what was kind of striking your fancy. Has that changed as you've become more of an actual collector, or you know, do you have now a strategy, or do you still just kind of? Say, hey, I'm a Batman fan, so I'm getting Batman figures. Hey, I'm a Star Wars fan, I'm getting Star Wars figures. Uh, that is a large part of it. Uh, uh, as far as my pop collection, I kind of just buy the ones that I like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I will buy ones that I think I might be able to get a good trade for, um, like um, exclusives that come out, you know, sometimes. Uh, you can find those in a store. Um like, um, for instance, they came out with uh, the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones. Uh-huh. Uh, they came out with uh, a Dorbs, which is, you know, a similar product to Pops in that it, they have that the big head, but uh, they're slightly different proportions, and they all have these big smiley faces on them. Uh-huh. I, I think they're all right, depending on the Dorb, but... This one was one that was like a Emerald City comic book convention exclusive, and okay. uh, you know they release a certain number of them to be able to like you know sustain some of the market outside of people who are able to go to these conventions. So mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, I happened to find one in the store. Um, and so while I don't really care about the Flintstones, I was like, hey, I might be able to, you know, pick this up for the, you know, 15, 20 bucks that it costs now and hold on to it for a week or a few weeks or a few months or whatever and then make a, a good trade for it. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do something like that. Otherwise, um, you know, there are uh, various forums online for, you know, where people like to, to get together and talk their collections and, you know, figure out trades and stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, 90% of what I buy, I buy for myself, you know, just because I like it and I have no intention of getting rid of it, you know. But about 10% I'll buy just to, you know, find something that I might be able to, to get a good trade for. Well, that's part of the fun of collecting, right? Is to kind of like same same thing with with pins that I know a lot of people are, you know, you you might get something that you're not interested in, but that's that's a, a basically a token that you'll be able to trade in for something that somebody else has that you're really excited about. So exactly, that's awesome. Well, speaking of the resources that you look at, what are some of the resources you use that if somebody who's really looking into becoming a, a, a collector of pop vinyls, um what what should they be looking for where should they be going to get some of this information um well there is um, a group on facebook uh, several groups actually on facebook um within the marketplace for you know funko products um i also mentioned that pop price guide which is uh, a wonderful tool cuz um it does sort of show the recent fluctuations in people um, purchasing that particular figure through the secondary market, either eBay or Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's one that you think might be worth something, you know, it'll actually track that based on what people are actually buying and selling it for currently, you know? Um, and of course it does have issues every once in a while with not getting updated quite as frequently as it should. But, um, yeah, basically that that's a very good tool is the pop price guide. Um there's a a Reddit a subreddit uh based around the the Funko uh pop vinyl figures and trading and selling. So, um that those are the main ones that I go to either through Facebook or Reddit when I'm looking for a community of other, you know, collectors to to talk to and to, you know, try to find deals with. Now you started with the um, Futurama figure, and you have the the Watchmen figure, uh, and you say that those kind of are are more of your that that's what got you started on it. Do you have now a, a new favorite, something that has kind of be, made it to the forefront of of your collection? Yes, um, I'm a huge fan of Kill Bill. Kill Bill is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, and it's mm-hmm. definitely my favorite of the Tarantino uh, movies. So I have um, The Bride, and I have Oren Ishii, um, and both of those I did have to pay you know a little bit more for than just the normal in-store price of about nine to ten bucks. These ones I paid you know maybe. 30 bucks for online, you know? So mm. I, I feel like I still got a good deal, but, um, yeah, the, the couple of the kill bill ones are ones that I am, uh, quite proud to have amongst my collection. And, um, they do, uh, figures, which they refer to as chase, 
and those are um, ones that are in some way like a variant. Um, and sometimes it would be something very uh, unique. It might have like a, a totally different sculpt to the figure. Uh, and sometimes it might just be a little minor detail, like a different paint job. Or um, in the instance I'm about to bring up, there's a John Wick uh, pop figure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the normal one is just John Wick in the suit with the gun, you know. Uh, but then there's also the bloody version of him where he's, like, covered in blood. Um, you know, obviously having, like, you know, gotten into one of his characteristic fights. So uh, that is one of the, the only chase figures that I own is the, the John Wick bloody variant. And... Um, I re I really like that movie quite a bit, and mm-hmm. it's also the movie that my girlfriend and I went to for the very first date. So it also holds a bit of a significance to me, uh, and it's a cool figure. So I I just happened to have gotten lucky, and I ordered one from Barnes and Noble um, when it got released, and they just happened to send me one of the Chase ones. So I got uh, very fortunate there. That's awesome. Now the Chase ones are they? Basically, everything about them is the same, including the packaging, but they they have some sort of detail that's just kind of randomly added to them. Is that kind of how it works? Or Usually. is that like, yeah. will that packaging be different than the standard version of the packaging? Uh, the only difference typically is a little sticker that says Chase. You know, it's a little uh, yellow circular sticker that they put right on the the um you know the plastic uh the clear plastic on the front of the packaging Mm -hmm. so if you are just looking through the shelves of pop figures you'll definitely see it if you know it's it's very visible uh that if it's marked as a chase um but yeah it's not a common thing to be able to go to a store and just happen to find a chase on the shelf um Part of it is like, you know, sometimes the employees themselves are collectors or they're people who, you know, certainly know the secondary market. So sometimes Mm -hmm. those ones don't ever even hit the shelves, you know. Right. Um, But sometimes you get lucky, you know, and you just go to a store where the people there just aren't into it and they're just working a job and they just put them out on the shelf like all the other stuff. And, you know, sometimes you're that person who just shows up right after they restocked, and there it is, you know. Um, so it's it's a, it's a, an exciting little thing. You know, I know it sounds really nerdy and stupid, but it's it's kind of like the hunt, you know, the, the thrill of the hunt. Uh, and it's kind of fun to go to a new store and, you know, walk back to their toy collection and just kind of tear through what they have in hopes of finding something cool. And yeah, something to slip through the something. craps. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I know that um, you had mentioned, I think, that Pop uh, Funko Pop is not your only collection. Do you have anything else going? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, let's see. I'd say a solid 15 years ago or so, mm-hmm. uh, Playmates was doing a line of Simpsons figures that uh, they refer to as Intellitronic. Um, that, which means they have like a little uh, microchip in them and they have play sets that they connect to. So if you take one of the figures that is compatible with that particular play set and you, you know, place him on that play set in one of the little foot, you know, uh, you know, one of the little connector spots, you know, uh, you can press a button 
and it it'll start uh, saying various lines from The Simpsons. You know that that character's quotes from The, the Simpsons. Um, so I was an obsessive collector of those for a while. Uh, a friend of mine and I kind of fed off of each other's collective addiction and, uh, you know, would just go almost every day to, you know, the same comic book store or the same couple of targets or whatever, hoping that they, you know, put out new ones. Um, I mean, we went to comic book conventions outside of the Minnesota state boundaries in order to find one. I mean, yeah, we were really hardcore into it for a while. So I remember I, those. Those were really cool. Yeah, and I still have my collection. So um, it's not currently displayed. I had, you know, since I'm moving. But yeah, um, I have a, a pretty pretty good collection of those, and. Uh, that is one of the things that I, I proudly display, uh, you know, when I have my, you know, apartment all set up. Because, um, you know, it, it did take some time and it is a little bit older of a collection now. And uh, they are very cool looking figures, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have those. And uh, I don't collect them quite so much. You know, I have most of the ones that I want to have. But every once in a while, you just stumble on one, and there you you can't say no. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'd imagine with ago. the, I'd imagine with those, if you see them, you you one that you don't have, you snatch them up because it's not something that's very commonly found. Yeah, just a couple of years ago, I just got lucky uh, and went to a garage sale, and it was an early morning st- situation, and I found Bartman, and it's Bartman. Aww. In the packaging, on card, uh, never been opened, and it was 50 cents. So I gave him 50 cents and was very happy to, you know, take my little purchase away. And so I still have that one in the packaging. Uh, but most of those ones I took out of the packaging, largely for the, uh, you know, the, the playset interactivity that they, you know, have. Because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I liked listening to the quotes from the show, and you know, um, but yeah, a couple of them I've kept in the box, and that one is one of them, and the other one is the boxing Homer. Uh, okay, that wonderful episode of The Simpsons where he is a boxer. That's awesome. Like The Simpsons, like they're still going. It's so fun. I know. I like. I never would have thought when I was watching the show. 25 plus years ago that that show would still be on television. And yeah. I mean, say what you want about the quality, you know, but still, it's still there. It's a, it's a current broadcast television show that has been going for an incredibly long time. That started when I was young enough for my parents to say, uh, I don't want you watching this. <laughs> exactly. I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons in certain present company. Uh, my mom was okay with it. My dad was not. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. My my mom was, was one of those people who, you know, she had heard from the people at church that was inappropriate. And, uh, and I'd watched it. And she came in. She, oh, you shouldn't be watching this. I've heard it's inappropriate. I'm like, yes, but have you watched it? Yeah, you know, I'm like, well, watch it. Watch an episode with me. Let's just sit down and watch it. And so we watched the episode. And she goes, "Okay, this is funny. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it." I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. 
Yeah, especially those early seasons, you know, like you think by modern standards, it's definitely pretty tame. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, they were maybe at best uh, guilty of being sarcastic, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Anything else? Any other collections there that you kind of want to boast about? Because it, it sounds like it's a. Well, a you know, you. I, I've got uh, a good portion of my comic book collection still from when I was uh, actively collecting those. I uh, still collect DVDs. Uh, I, I like to, you know, I'm a movie fan, so I collect movies that I enjoy because I just enjoy showing people movies that they haven't seen before, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So even if it's not a movie that I personally intend watch you know, five, 10, 15 more times. I'm like, Oh, you haven't seen that movie. I'm glad I own a copy. Cause now I can show it to you, you know? Um, so yeah, pop vinyls, Simpsons, comic books, DVDs. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place with my collections, but, uh, those are sort of the main focuses of my, my, uh, collection these days. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I think there are uh, some people out there who kind of started their collections recently that will be able to kind of glean some knowledge off of you. And uh, and I'll definitely try and I think you posted a, a picture of your collection to the geek to geek Network Facebook. I'll have to grab it off there and throw it in our show notes because it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll, I think I have a few other ones on my camera that I didn't upload, so I'll send those to you, too. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to start wrapping things up here. Uh, Do you have any shout outs, Liam? Uh, You know, I always like to uh, give a little shout out to Rob anytime that I'm doing something that he's not involved with. Uh, He's my friendly geek to geek host uh, over at that our podcast that we do. Uh, he's, he's definitely the organized one of the two of us. (laughs) Um, he's the one who has the current comic book knowledge, whereas I'm more the, uh, Flava Flav to his, uh, Chuck D. So (laughs) the classic knowledge. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I actually also want to shout out to my Rob, uh, for hanging out with us last weekend and, uh, cutting our our pool time short so that we could go to the apple store (laughs) a very sad and waterlogged phone yes Uh, he's uh he's my i think one of my geekiest friends and it's it's always nice to be able to hang out and geek out about stuff you love so it really is it's always nice to have a geeky friend absolutely uh, coming up next week, we're going to have Team Morris back on the show, and we're going to be talking about time travel, and I think uh, we're going to talk a lot about Timeless, because we were both very upset when it got canceled and very excited when it got uncanceled, which just never happens. So um, so that's what we're going to be talking about next week. I'm, I'm going to try and find a way to get some uh, Back to the Future viewing in, because I'm sure there will be a lot of references, and it's been quite a while since I've watched any of those movies. So, yeah, I haven't seen those movies in years myself. I might be due for a rewatch. Yeah, I mean, I, we all love them, yeah. but uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how it holds up to the nostalgia filter. Yes, definitely <laughs> will be. I uh, I still remember seeing that third one in the in the theater as a child, but I can't say that I've watched it since I was at least a teenager. 
Yeah, same here. Same yeah, here. The first been, one I think, is a great school. movie. You can always watch that first one, but the certainly that third one is a little bit more of a uh, prickly prickly customer there. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. <laughs> All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek to Dude is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows such as Geek to Geek Podcast, Video Game News Now, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, and Liam's show, The Comic Box. And make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude, or me personally at Epic Grace. Liam, where can we find you? Um, I'm also over on, on Reddit uh, at Irish underscore Mutt. Uh, I'm on the Facebooks, and uh, as I always like to point out, I'm Crotch Niblet on Steam. Nice. Very cool. I'll have to add you. Oh, definitely. Uh, especially with the Steam sale going on. It's crazy. I got an email we- yesterday that said 37 items on my wish list are on sale. and Wow. Yeah, that's no good. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have to steer clear about this uh, summer. It's been a... Uh... As we're we're going to a cruise at the end of the summer, and we're we're <laughs> tight on funds at this point. So exactly. I'm just going to probably not look at my email for the next couple of days and avoid. Yes, but oh, I want that Far Cry Primal so bad, and that <laughs> that Dishonored Two so bad. Nice. Well, thank you again for joining us. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed myself. I'd be happy to come back anytime you'd like. Absolutely, we'll definitely get you back soon. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. Do you like video games? Do you like music? Do you like video game music? Then join the Washington Metropolitan Gamers Symphony Orchestra on Twitch. Each week, we feature a game the orchestra has performed music from. Our arranger guests will chat about their process, their inspirations, and why game music is so awesome. Check us out every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at twitch.tv slash WMGSO. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.